Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Cagle. And there will be no control freak this week as he is slaving away in the work pits of wherever he works. So, sad day for us and for you because now you're stuck with both of us. Or a good day because I'll have more time to shine since, you know, I never get to speak. Yeah, totally me of all people on this podcast i don't know where he gets this ego from we try to keep it down but he just doesn't let us well shame on him (laughs) (laughs) uh we got an interesting show planned for you today but first off light what have you been playing recently uh i've actually been getting back into the groove of breath of the wild oh yeah how's that going for you really good i don't i don't know what it is with this game but like I keep playing it in, in like, vague random chunks. Like, I play it for a while, then I get tired of it, and I put it down for a while. And every time I pick it it back up, I like it more. It is a very good game for that. I I also am doing that. That's why I haven't beat it yet, because I get on the same kind of wavelength with it. So Mm -hmm. I'll pick it up. I'll play it religiously for a week, but I'll get distracted doing side quests and shit. And just exploring, looking for uh, the kukri seeds and shrines and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think I have two of the divine beasts, maybe three. I don't actually remember. No. So I had one for the longest time, beating that first divine beast, the elephant. Uh, right, that seems to be the first one everybody goes to. Yeah, which I would actually suggest going for the bird second. Really? Yeah, but that's just me. Uh, I found it to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Um, But, yeah, I beat that that elephant, and I... That kind of ended the game for me. After that, I I got into a groove of collecting, you know, ingredients and cooking foods, and slowly gave up on the game. That was my first time. You never forget your first time. And then the second time I got back into it, it was learning to cook new foods and how all of that crafting stuff worked and getting a bunch of outfits. And now this third time, it's like I'm finally shrine hunting. I have so many of those Korok poops. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I, I got I got three Divine Beasts down and I'm, I'm back in the groove of the game. I got the Master Sword. I... I, I... I know you had said that earlier this week that you had it because I remember you asking me how many hearts do I need? Yeah, I think it's thirteen. No, no, I don't think so. Five minutes later, I died. Yeah. 
Well, see, it was irritating because uh, you get a you get a radar that lets you literally hunt down any. But the mission to do it was so classic Nintendo and classic Zelda that it annoyed me, and I just never paid attention to the fact that I had this radar in my possession. And so I'm like, how am I going to get all of the spirit orbs needed to finally get all these hearts? And then I just had this, like, duh moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a fucking thing that can check for all the shrines. (laughs) Well done. I'm proud of you as a person. So is that pretty much all you've been playing this week is just Zelda? Yeah, the only other thing I've been doing than that is uh, trying to get back into writing and slowly but surely drawing a little bit. Well, you, you got to do that, man. You got to start uh, getting stuff posted so when we plug your shit on Tay that people actually have shit to go read. Yeah, I know. I I also have to turn uh, turn my old posts into videos. That too. Yeah, you you do in fact need to do that. So you should, you know, get the fuck on that. Start doing shit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Anyway, where are you, you are. <laughs> I have been playing all of the Gears. Huh? Oh, yeah. No, I was asking if you were still playing Gears. Yes, I'm still playing Gears. I haven't stopped playing Gears since I was able to play it early access last week. I, I, got, I, I, I don't actually... Before you get I into don't... your Gears, I have a question. Okay. Just because I know that you went out and you bought it and everything, like, do you ever play Red Dead at all? Like, the second one? Of course. I haven't played it in a long time, and I've been meaning to get back into it because I at least need to beat the story. But Red Dead had an issue. I had an issue with Red Dead. It was every chapter was so fucking predictable Mm. that it just wasn't enjoyable for me. And I don't know why, because I love the first Red Dead Redemption. Oh, well, see, I... I I see something. Every time I see Red Dead being played and people talking about, like, look how amazing this part is and look how great this thing is. Like, I mean, it's been a while. I haven't, people haven't really talked about it since it launched. But every time I see stuff like that, all I could think about is I have an opinion of I probably wouldn't play Red Dead 2, even though it's a game that I thought I wanted. And it's for the exact opposite reason that I loved red dead one and it's gonna okay. be the dumbest thing you hear oh i can't wait animations really the animations yeah so like you remember when gta 4 came out yeah i remember it was hyper realistic and pissed everybody the fuck off yeah and it wasn't it was still arcadian fun but what 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 it was was implementing that euphoria physics engine and having all those realistic animations kind of slowed the game down. Yeah, by quite a substantial margin, and it also made every car handle like a boat. Thank you. I don't understand the people who think the GTA 4 has great car handling. Like, no, you can take a, like a, a five-mile-per-hour turn in a giant wide car and somehow flip over. Yeah, no... Every car in that game just was way too... Like, they tried to go way too hard on the arcade driving and ended up making it, like... I think, that they just sp- went, I think that they just went too much with the suspension. Yeah, that too. Because every car, whenever you stop, shook like you uh, had just taken the suspension away. Yeah, and then the having the camera go to the, the side works for shooting but really sucks when driving for me as somebody who drives in third person. But anyway, anyway, 
when Red Dead 1 came out, John Marston still moved beautifully. Like, the Euphoria physics and everything still put everything in there beautifully. But there was a snappiness to the way that he reacted to things. When I look at Red Dead 2 and I see people, like, dishing themselves out soup or picking up plants and or trying to buy things at a store, all I could think is, fuck, this game is slow. Well, and... Okay, so the other thing was they got rid of the trademark Grand Theft Auto, you know, pulling every gun you own out of your ass. Yeah. So you can only carry, like, three guns with you at a time, two pistols and a rifle. Actually, I think you can carry two rifles, but I don't remember. Who knows? But everything else is stored on your horse, and Mm -hmm. if you want to switch out a gun, like, if I want to switch from, like, the the standard lever-action Winchester to something with more range or a shotgun... Mm-hmm. I got to go back to my horse, take it out of the saddlebag. It's like, this is really realistic, guys, but fuck, if I wanted to play a realistic Wild West thing, I'd just go sit in the desert. And you know what? You want to limit my arsenal while I'm away from my horse, fine. But it better be instantaneous whenever I go swap that shit out. Yeah, and not have not. to go through the animation of and him pulling that's the gun the, out. That's the issue with their animations is they're great that first time. The first time you see it. It's like, dude, this is so dope. It's like I'm really there, and then you're like, oh yeah, this is a game I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be spending multiple hours with. I don't have time. Right, and that, <laughs> I know there's gonna be some people who listen to this and go, what the fuck? He doesn't like Red Dead? No, 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 no. I no. like Red Dead. It's a good game. It's a great game. It's not as great as some of Rockstar's other games. It's still a good game. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't... don't have time for that shit. Respect my time, please. It's a problem I had with GTA Five. It's a problem I got with uh, MGS Five. But anyway, go, speaking of fives, tell me all about Gears. Gears Five. I love. Oh my God! So I've been trying to power through the campaign before Borderlands comes out. Uh, which don't be like that. What? What do you mean? Don't be like that. I'm still taking my time and looking for collectibles. Calm down. Can't power through and take your time. No, I. Okay, I'm trying to finish the campaign, which for me, because a Gears game for me is equal parts campaign and multiplayer. I like them both. I am not fucking with the multiplayer currently. I'm just focusing on the campaign. Interesting. Yeah, which is weird for me because I usually fuck with the campaign for a couple hours, then go play the multiplayer, then go back to the campaign. Yeah. But because you know, Borderlands is on the horizon. I'm like, eh, I gotta finish the campaign or I'll never get back to it. I mean, when Borderlands up... comes out, that's gonna be everything that Destiny 2 should have been at the beginning. We'll see. I mean, probably, but we don't know. I don't know. Um, I think that if you liked Borderlands 1 and 2, Borderlands 3 is gonna be mind-blowing. Well, I think if you like Borderlands 1 and 2, you're gonna like Borderlands 3, because it's more Borderlands. And that's why I'm saying that even with the fact that you would already like it, I still think it's gonna blow mine. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I am already have, like, the first character I'm gonna build already done. Hmm. Or already, like, chosen in my head, so I'm good to go there. It's obviously gonna be streamed all fucking weekend while I'm home. Eh. I mean, cool. So, but... um... But anyway, so Gears 5, right? Mm-hmm. So they did something different with the campaign. Like, it starts off very Gearsy, mm-hmm. but then they change it up in the middle sections. 
Basically, the two main middle chapters of the game, Act 2 and Act 3, take place in a semi-open world area. Yeah, big So you got a rider. Yeah, it's fucking huge for a Gears game. Oh, yeah. Which, thank God, thank God they give you the skiff, or this game would be the most boring fucking uh, thing ever. Do you like ever. controlling it? I do. I think it's really fun. I want one in real life to take into the desert. Because <laughs> I think that would be a fucking blast. <laughs> but no, this the skiff feels good. And honestly, the uh, like the fact that the missions are all, apart from the main missions, are all like short, spread, spread out little things that you can do in like four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really cool. And you get your little upgrades for the robot and then you continue on your way. And most of them are really easy to find. It's not like you have to search around the overworld for stuff. I mean, you kind of do, but everything's marked by a very convenient flag. So you can see where the start of every mission is. Hmm. Yeah. And I'll say this is one of the best stories in a Gears game so far. Like, I'm really liking the way they're developing Kate and Dell as characters. They killed another goddamn Carmine. Stop killing the Carmine family. You know what? No, let's talk about that for a second. What are you talking about? I know it's the running gag. I want a fucking game or a book or something that tells you what gypsy the fucking Carmine family pissed off. (laughs) Because they they have a run of bad luck that is legitimately worthy of a gypsy curse. Except Clayton Carmine. He's fine. He's fine. No, well, no, his niece died, so he's not fine, but he's the only living one, so clearly he pissed off some kind of gypsy. I, I need to know why. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I know they s- never run out of Carmines to kill for my pleasure. Well, they see, they've swapped over from the Carmine brothers to now it's the Carmine niece yeah. and nephew. <laughs> So there will just be an infinite line of Carmines as long as there is a Gears game. And you didn't see him, but there was a Carmine in Gears 4. He was an outsider and he died in the wall attack, but he was there. I didn't play 4 at all. I 4 was safe. And I think we've uh, talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, It was the Coalition's safe game. Yeah, uh, the remasters helped them learn how to make Gears. 4 was their attempt. That was their Force Awakens. And 5 is their chance to really shine. Which I think they did beautifully. Because the the skyboxes look great. It's very Gears. The gameplay, you know, when it is the shooting, it's very Gears. All their new weapons that they have are very Gears. I don't know why this is an at, this is a verb now, but or a noun, or whatever the hell... I don't English well, apparently. You never have. But (laughs) it's all very Gears, but it has its own new flavor to it, and I'm really digging it. That's really good to hear. Hopefully I'll have it finished uh, this week, so we'll see how I like the ending. Okay. Whatever it may be. Uh, There's a nice little... um, a nice little bit of lore in there that I don't know if we got in the previous Gears game. We might have gotten it in 3, but honest to God, I don't remember 3. Um, Is this spoiler But yeah, there's related? a nice little... Huh? Is this at all spoiler related? Yes, it is a spoiler related thing, which is why I'm not going to say it. I will say it is related to the Locust. So, 
play the game. It's good. Check it out. On it, honestly, I'm going to say it because I got it. I didn't buy the game. I got it through Game Pass. Um, that shit has been so fucking worth it to me. <laughs> good. Game Pass or Gears? Game Pass. Oh. Uh, okay, but is Gears worth an actual purchase? Oh, yeah, totally. Or if is I... it Game Pass good? No, okay, so if I didn't have it on Game Pass, I probably would have waited for it to... No, let's be honest here, I would have bought it pretty much right away. Well, yeah, I love Gears. would you have been satisfied? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, if you like the game and don't have Game Pass, pick it up. If you do have Game Pass, give it a download, it's fucking great. Yeah. So, Gears 5, loving it. Um... Oh, God, everything's bad. Oh, no. Oh, uh... I can't find our chat. Fuck. <laughs> All right, there it is. Hey, I'm here. All right. Uh, speak. Let's go back to Borderlands really quick here, because the reviews are out for it, or some of them at least. And I yeah, know quite a few. So IGN's given it a nine. I think Gamespot gave it an eight. Yeah, I've um, seen nothing but praise, personally. Except for one. There's one review, and that's the PC Gamer review of it. And I swear to God, this review was not written by a Borderlands fan, which is fine. You know, you can you can be unbiased. Yeah. Like, you can try to get an unbiased opinion, but for fuck's sake, at, it's a third game in the series. Have somebody who knows the goddamn series review it. Fourth game, you forgot about the pre-sequel. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even counting the spinoffs from Telltale. You mean the spin-off? Yeah. Well, I think that they'll do more. Hopefully. We'll we'll see now that Telltale's been absorbed. Eh, their IP's been bought, yeah. Yeah. And some of the devs have gotten brought on. Yeah. Um But yeah, so PC Gamer gave it a six, and I'm I'm not one to judge stuff by reviews, because I mean you can't it's an objective thing. It's like getting food reviews. Yeah, I mean, your tastes are different than someone else's tastes. I mean, there are games that are just objectively bad, and that's fine. Like, Ride to Hell Retribution, that's objectively a bad game. <laughs> Don't play it, hmm. or do, if you want to see how not to make a video game. Or Deadly Deadly Premonition, the greatest game ever made. You mean the game that's now on Switch and is getting a sequel? Getting a Switch sequel. Yeah. I, I actually kind of want to go back and play Deadly Premonition. I, I never played it originally, and I've heard it's, like, good-bad. Yeah, or so terrible it's awesome. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those. I'll tell you what always got me is it's one of them few games where you have a gas tank. Oh, like in the car? Like you actually have to go to gas stations and shit? Yeah, and apparently, like, it's a... The way that they implemented it is a very shitty system, and I've always wanted to play it for that and that alone. <laughs> well, that okay. Now I now I really want to go check it out because that's <laughs> yeah. gotta be fun. Hey everybody, it's Sedge. Do you like podcasts? Do you like earning money? I like podcasts and earning money. What if I told you that the Podcoin app will pay you to listen to podcasts? I know, crazy, right? The Podcoins you earn just by listening can be used for gift cards to Amazon, for Target, for Starbucks, or if you're feeling kind, you can donate them to your favorite supported charity. 
Download the PodCoin app today via the App Store or the Google Play Store. And use the code GAMINGCASUAL when you create your account. That's all one word. To get 300 free PodCoin to start out. That's 300 free PodCoin just for signing up with the code GAMINGCASUAL. The PodCoin app is the only way I listen to podcasts now. So go forth, consume podcasts, and earn with PodCoin. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. Um, I drink like a fish while we podcast in the morning. <laughs> I try not to, but yeah. So PC Gamer gave it a six. Obviously, I don't think it deserves a six because it's Borderlands, and all the other reviews are saying it is the how fanboyish of you. I to see I'm, the game. You know that to have you've not had any hands-on time with this game at all, and you feel confident enough to say it does not deserve a six. Which, mind you, is still a good score. It's still passing. It's above average. I'm not a... That's the thing. I'm not a Borderlands fanboy. I like the series. I just figure, unless they drastically switch it up, it's gonna be more Borderlands, and I'm gonna like it. Yeah. Which, from what I've seen of the game, they didn't drastically switch it up. (laughs) Apart from adding guns that fire guns that walk so there's that um let's see here you got anything this week no not really all right i just came here to bullshit uh i fair enough hey that's that's the old show oh yeah i just came here to talk about games casually there you go um i did uh, actually have some okay so this will eventually be a thing i got but i just personally feel like i have to wait until tokyo game show before the rumor mill really okay um, oh shit there's just there's quotes from sony like uh they said that they want to be making fewer bigger games and a lot of people took that as like oh they're you know trying to kill single player again but it it really in context comes off more as like we're going to finally let devs just make the game until it's complete. It feels like they're covering their ass, personally, for Last of Us being delayed so much. <laughs> yeah. Look no, at that the does... success that they had with Spider-Man and God of War. And, like, it just sounds like a smart move from Sony. Like, yes, all developers, if you're making a single-player experience and it's going to be a big AAA game, it should have all the time in the world. Right, which... It should. To not a reasonable point. Yeah, not saying that to you should, a reasonable point. Yeah, not saying that you should be like, oh, we don't ever have to worry about shipping a game. But just saying that you also don't have to have them on a huge crunch schedule. It doesn't have to make it out of the door by the shipment date. If you gotta delay a few months, do it. Right. And communicate that to the people who you know, buy your games so they don't get mad at you. I got a lot of problems with their practices recently, but I think that Nintendo set the bar for how to announce the delaying of a game. And for I agree. And for transparency, the the Metroid Prime announcement was the perfect amount of transparency. I agree 100%. Uh speaking of Sony though and them making giant games. Mhm. Do you hear about uh, the Death Stranding rumor? No. 
uh, Kojima wants to put in a very easy mode. So mm. from from what I saw, it's basically, according to him, in the article I saw, it's a mode for people who don't play video games or just want to watch a movie. That's so fucking cool. If it is true, which, let's be honest, it's Kojima, it's yeah. probably true to some point, because the man doesn't tease shit unless he's doing it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really cool, because that's one thing, you know, people have always said about Dark Souls. Like, can we get an easy mode? Can we get an easy mode? And uh, fucking, you know, people who play Dark Souls are like, no, that would ruin the game. It's like, for who? Yeah. Who would it ruin the game for? You? Like, don't No, because <laughs> you don't have to play that mode. Yeah. It, it. It's... Honestly, this is something I wanted to talk about this week, and this is a perfect transition well actually before you get into that i do i, I want to bring up my example of what a game i think did a beautiful difficulty option fuck we were so close to a good transition <laughs> i'm sorry but this is this is very relevant to what you were just talking about and i don't want it to disappear all right go for it um i think that mass effect 3 had the best gameplay options out of the entire series I didn't play three, so please explain. So what's really weird? Um, so what's what's really cool about it? It it's a shame. I wish that I wish that it had the uh, the best parts of the first two games tacked onto it as well. But the the game was a rush. Whatever. This is one thing they did good. So if you're the type of person who doesn't want to do all that talking, right? Right. You can go in there and you can have the option to where the game just picks and streamlines the conversations for you. Which basically amounts to sometimes they'll go Renegade and sometimes they'll go Paragon. But for the most part, it just gives you the basic story and it picks the most expedient story options the whole time. That may sound bad to some people, but you're not the type of person it's aimed toward. Right. No, that's definitely aimed to somebody. Yeah. 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 Or just, that, you know, they they don't have the time to sink into a, you know, multi-double-digit-hour RPG. They just want to get it done. Yeah, and that option is separate from combat difficulty option. And okay, so you... combat difficulty is separate from leveling up. And in leveling up, you can choose whether you have full control over everything, whether it auto-levels up everything, or if it just auto-levels up your squad and you can focus on your character. And so through all three of these, you can tailor-make the game to what you want to play. Okay, yeah, no, that is pretty badass. I like that. And um, it, on the subject of Death Stranding, it wouldn't surprise me if Kojima did a, a super easy mode like that and his classic European extreme-type mode. Where everything's cranked up to 11. You have to eat, you have to piss, you have to shit, you have to live as this man or you will die. Pretty much. I, I could definitely see him doing that. Which, uh, I'd probably give that mode a try, honestly. But to get you back into your cool uh, transition that you have, I will say, it's so on gone. the subject of people <laughs> being upset at the idea of Dark Souls ever which... If it had one because people asked for it and they caved, 
I could understand being upset, but if it has one because the devs are like, hey, we thought this would be something cool to add, then fuck off. No, even if they cave and add it, who fucking cares? Well, I, I care when a dev caves, just like that that recent controversy of uh, that stupid game where they had that dumb homophobic joke. Oh, right, Iron and Fury, first, yeah. Yeah, first they cave because yeah, this is homophobic, and they're like, we're so sorry, we're so sorry, we're going to... We're going to take it out. And then somebody else is like, don't let them censor you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we won't let them censor. Like, we're a fucking spine. See, I don't think that this is similar to that, though. Because this is mainly people saying, hey, we want to enjoy your game, guys. But we don't want to deal with the bullshit of get good. But see, even as somebody, I, I think, even as somebody who thinks get good is uh, I, it, it's something I would only use ironically. Like, it's just funny, but it shouldn't be taken literally. Um, even as somebody who sucks at Dark Souls, I just, I feel like those, I feel those type of games, the FromSoft, legitimately FromSoft's games, are built in a way in which there is no other response than get good, because... What would an easy mode entail? What, you just lose less life? Dying is kind I mean, of a part of that game. And the only other way that you're going to do combat, you can't just go in and button mash, you have to watch the animation. I suppose. I mean, maybe Dark Souls was a bad example, but it is kind of the the pinnacle of, right now, gatekeeping in gamer culture. Like, have you noticed this? Like, everybody who's real good at Dark Souls, if some new player wants to jump in, you know, and they have a question... Their response is just get good. It's not, That's oh, why yeah, I, said man. I use it ironically. Yeah, but there are people who don't use it ironically. It's yeah. get good. But I need to know where the item is so I can advance. Get good, man. We all had to do it. If you're not cut out for it, mm, this game just ain't for you. Fuck off. Well, I mean, look at the look, look at the scoffed at mobile gaming. Um, Hi. And and no, I'm saying like people were like like. Uh, oh, you play mobile games, you're not a real gamer. And it's like, we did it for the Wii as well. When the Wii came out, it's like, you can get real consoles and then a Wii. And well, this... PC gaming master race, all that bullshit. Like, right. gatekeeping is very prevalent in our uh, hobby. Yeah, well, in nerd culture in general, it's very prevalent, but especially in our hobby, because you have... So I got into it with, I was talking to somebody recently about this because they had asked me, it, it was actually at work. Uh, my coworker asked me, you know, what system I played on. I was like, well, you know, unless it's an exclusive game, I play on PC, but I own all the consoles because for their exclusive titles because I'm a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fucking gaming monster. I wouldn't even have the Switch if I didn't have kids, so it it's just it's so painful to hear that you have everything. And you don't even emulate, like you you have that power as well. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're not gonna get gatekeepy on the fucking podcast itself. Not gatekeeping. Um, I fully think that you're a gamer. I'm just very jealous. There's a difference. <laughs> um but no, I, I told him, it's like, I mainly game on PC, but I'm not one of those PC gaming master race people who's like, no, if you play on anything but PC, you're a shit 
gamer. You're not a real gamer if you don't play on PC. If you haven't electrocuted yourself at least once trying to build a computer, you're not a gamer. Extreme example, I'm sure somebody out there has said that, but... You know, you you get it a lot with the console versus PC, because if you tell somebody it's like, oh, I play on PC. Oh, cool, man. I, I, I don't. I play on, you know, PlayStation. Ugh. How? The controls are so shit. It's like, well, I like them. Last generation, having the PS3 made you the outlier up until the very end. And this generation saying something like, oh, yeah, I got an Xbox One. Oh, well, I got the real console. Like, y'all, come on. And you know what's real funny about all the real consoles? They're just fucking low-end gaming PCs, man. Ugh. No, I'm dead serious, because now they all have keyboard and mouse support. <laughs> you're you're getting every a game's... QP right there, are you not? A- am I? Yeah, uh, you're like, you know what the problem is with the real consoles is they're low-end PCs. Like, you're you're going Master Race right there. Well, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I'm saying that it doesn't matter what you fucking play on now. Yeah. Because they're all playing together. Exactly. Like, it's so irritating that gaming is one of the only entertainment eras. I know that there are people who get snobby about physical books. And there are people who get snobby about how you uh, listen to music um, and how you watch movies. But, but nobody plays, nobody is like, oh, are you using a Sony Blu-ray player? Well, I am using, you know, Panasonic. <laughs> I'm using Toshiba, therefore I'm better than you. Yeah. And oh, like, is that, is that a Westinghouse TV in your living room? <laughs> Huh. I've got I only LG. Buy the pre, just the pr- most premier LG TV. Sure, it's 37 inches smaller because LG is more expensive, but it's an LG. It's 3D and smart. And 4K. <laughs> and curved. Hmm. Curved screens, ugh. <laughs> That was a weird little fucking tangent we just went on. Yeah. But it's kind um, of the same bullshit. No, it is. And, like, the good thing is we're getting out of the gatekeeping, at least for consoles now. They're still gonna... There's always gonna be the neckbeards who, you know, you tell them it's like, oh, yeah, man, I played that game. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah? You, you like it? We'll name five things from it. Name three characters and what happens at this part and you're not a real fan if you didn't find the legendary god hammer of bullshit tucked behind a fucking waterfall in the fire world okay you just reminded me uh i love dragon ball right i never would have guessed i know quite a bit about it i'm not perfect but i know quite a bit about it and what kills me is uh, whenever I, anytime I try to dive into the fandom and just hold, ch- I want to hold chats with people. I want to do the, the what if uh, brainstorms and shit like that, you know, and uh, just talk about things. And there's, there are so many different camps for the Dragon Ball fandom alone. There are the people who refuse to call anything by its American English name oh, because God. that's not real or the people the su- 
It's the uh, subs versus dub argument again. On a whole new level. Oh, um, no. Yeah, and, and and then there are the then there are the power level freaks, who like, oh, this dumb plot device that was just utilized to show the stakes. Well, we got to figure out. We got to crunch all the real numbers, and they'll fight the with people over a... whose power level was what during which saga. It's a TV show. Yeah, like the villain is always stronger, until they're not. Like. <laughs> That's just how stories go. Yeah. Oh, God. But, oh, man. Yeah, no. And that that's why I brought up Dark Souls originally, though, because, you know, you'll always have the people who are, you know, because me, I, I enjoy the Dark Souls games. Am I good at them? Hell no. Will I ever be but, good at them? Probably not. Yeah, but I still enjoy playing them, but then there'll be people who are like, oh, you didn't beat the... Pit Fiend and the... I, you know what? I can't even make a joke because I don't fucking know Dark Souls well enough. Yeah. Oh, you don't know it well enough? I guess you're not a fan. <laughs> there you go. See? No, I And I like the game. I, I don't... I can read the lore, which is very in-depth, but I can read that shit on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's why the internet exists, guys. It's like... It's like... Okay. Oh, no. This Don't ever tell people when you're gaming either that you used a... F FAQ to find something in a game. Ugh. Ugh. Because, oh, you had to look that up? I found oh. it on my own. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Good for Good. you. Good for you that you're not me. It's it's kind of in the same vein of whenever you meet somebody who's like, man, I'm so tired. You're like, oh, how much did you sleep last night? And they're like, well... I got like eight hours. I'm just very tired. Oh, you got eight hours of sleep? I only slept four and I'm perfectly fine. Well, good, dude. You have a completely different physiology. And then there's just me. I sleep four hours. I sleep eight hours. I sleep 12 hours. I'm always tired no matter what. Yeah, that's called the <laughs> It depression. just never stops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. If I can give one message to our listeners in the gaming community... Please stop gatekeeping new people. Yeah. It gives us all a bad name. We here on this and... podcast embrace any and all gamer. If you have ever enjoyed playing a video game, you are a gamer and you are you are our brethren. If you like Fuck. a game that we don't like, we still like you. Unless it's, uh... Oh, shit. What the hell's a really shitty game? Nope, this joke is lost. Move on. <laughs> Move on. But, yeah. Oh, it, it unless you, good. like, ride to hell, then you're... You're provably wrong. No, the the only people that would be provably wrong is anybody who didn't agree that Metal Gear is the best series ever. Oh, God. Um, But no, in all seriousness, there's no gatekeeping in our community. No. If you're a gamer, you are welcome here. You will always be welcome here. Even if the gaming you do is a video poker game you bought from Walmart. Or, like, dating sims. Visual novels. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> weird shit that we don't get into. You're still welcome. Speaking of dating sims, I saw dude, a thing dude, today. Is this is this related at all to fast food? It is. I, th you asked me earlier if I had sto a story to bring. This is one that <laughs> I almost brought today. Oh, well, I'm bringing it now. Fucking KFC is making a dating sim. <laughs> this is officially licensed. KFC teamed up with a developer to make a Colonel Sanders 
visual novel dating sim. What's the uh, dev? I can't remember. Oh, God. I have to look it up now. They actually, like, they are a legit dating sim dev. Oh, my God. It's called a finger-licking good dating sim? Yes. I love it. And it's going to be out in two weeks. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable by Hot Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I know. It's really... Oh, God. That's weird. At least it's not the Burger King. Don't give them ideas. I'm trying to give them ideas. Are you out of your mind? Because I want to date Wendy. <laughs> to be fair, the entire internet wants to date Wendy. Ew, now I feel gross. Mm, you should. As you should. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a thing. A very I'm going to be honest, the, art, the artwork looks a lot like Dream Daddy. Uh, don't most games kind of look like that, though? That's, yeah, okay, that's fair. I think that's just a pretty standard thing for... Like, dating sims uh, just look like girl anime. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for the dating sims aimed towards men, which are just gross porn games. Yeah, those aren't dating sims. <laughs> that's porn. <laughs> There's a difference. Sims. Um, I'll be honest. I Okay, so I tried the Game Grumps dating sim, the Dream Daddy dating sim. Okay. I, try, I tried it a while back with Chi and... Uh, of course. Never finished it, because I felt weird playing it. <laughs> really? It, and it it's it not weird, because it's like, the subject matter is uncomfortable. Go just, ahead. I was, it didn't just strike you as, like, fun and tongue-in-cheek like everybody else seems to take it? Oh, no, it was super fun and, and tongue-in-cheek. I'm just really bad at making decisions. <laughs> and I knew it's like, no matter what I do, he's going to end up alone, because I'm awkward as a human being. <laughs> And I feel bad for this man. I can't finish this game because I don't want to see that. Huh. But yeah, no, it was it was super tongue in cheek. I loved it. It was the art style was great. I love the character creator. Oh my god! Yeah, and I now didn't, I'm talking about I didn't a dating know, sim. I didn't know that that game was uh, from Ego Raptor and what's his face. I uh, like whenever it first came out. I could not figure out why everybody was talking about a random dating sim at that point because I thought it was. Just a legit straight game. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's just a representation thing. Uh, but it's then. Legit the opposite of a straight game. But then I eventually found out, like, oh, no, it's because it's Game Grump. So fuck you. I thought that was a funny joke. <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't really hear you. That's why I was pausing so much. Moving on. So, yeah, that looks silly and stupid. Um, Dream Daddy? And I'll. Yeah, no, 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 the KFC. Oh, KFC. Yeah, no, and I'm definitely going to play it. Absolutely going to play yes. it. <laughs> 100%. Um, shit. I... KFC's good, by the way. What, their food? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I couldn't eat rest. it all. I couldn't eat it all the time, but I definitely enjoy me a good, you know, bucket of dark meat every now and again. Can with I the extra crispy? See, I go original nowadays, and I don't know if I ever actually enjoyed extra crispy or if I just ordered it because I like fried chicken. But why not both? That's fair. Uh, can I get a little conspiratorial for one second, since we don't have a ton of things to cover today? I can't stop you. So. So, recently, Popeyes has come out with a chicken sandwich. Okay. And it took the internet by storm. I'm not going to get into the conspiracy of, you know, them using the internet for viral marketing or anything like that. I will say that 
it definitely did blow up because there are a lot of people who want an alternative to Chick-fil-A so that they can eat without feeling guilty, right? Right. Um, Because, let's face it, Chick-fil-A is delicious, but probably. Eh. Um, And uh, anyway, so Popeye's announced this sandwich, and then they sold out, and then the internet being the internet treated it the same way they did that Cheshwan shit and went ape shit over them being sold out. Now, I'm not saying that Popeye's made it sell out on purpose to drum up hype. That's something I've seen people say, but let's face it, if you were a business, wouldn't it make more sense to just keep selling it while everybody wants it, right? No, it wouldn't. Have you seen what Nintendo does when they sell shit? Well, Nintendo does false scarcity, and so does Apple, but that I still don't think this is a situation that... I really do think that they were like, we got this chicken sandwich, and we're going to do a limited... just to get people talking about it, right? Right. But here's where it gets conspiratorial. I think that when they bring it back... I think that this first run was, we build the best chicken sandwich we can ever make. And then it sold even better than they thought, and it sold out faster than they had predicted. But now everybody who's tried it knows that it's the best chicken sandwich they can make. In this interim time, between running out and whenever they bring it back, they make a cheaper chicken sandwich. That's probably what's going to happen, honestly. But So my conspiracy theory is just that whoever got that first run of chicken sandwich saw what it could be, but those were all sold at a loss. So you you think this is going to be one of those things where people who originally got it are going to come up? It's like, hey, man, how's that uh, chicken sandwich from Popeye's? Dude, that's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. So fucking good. You need to buy it a week later. Did you try the chicken sandwich? Like, yeah, yeah man, it, I mean, it, it was, was good. It was it was good, but it, it wasn't like the best chicken sandwich I've ever eaten. And then they oh, eat- man. And then that person would eat it, and since, you know, it's been so long and they only have their memory, they'll be like, no, dude, this is great. Yeah, it, it'll be that, it'll, is that, would that be the Mandela effect? No, the Mandela no. effect, oh my god, don't get me started on that. I found a channel dedicated to the Mandela effect, and I just thought that it was, uh, hey, here are things that aren't how you remembered them. And come to find out, no, they're legitimately saying, hey... Here's all the reasons why we live in an alternate universe. Welcome to Conspiracy Casual. Yeah, people Our legitimately conspiracy believe... podcast where we talk about dumbass conspiracies. <laughs> people legitimately believe in the Mandela effect. I mean, I believe in it to a point because there's definitely things I've talked about with my friends. Like, hey, you remember that? Yeah, me too. Then we look it up. It's like, no, that totally existed, right? But see, what that yeah. should be, what that should be instead is here is a quirk of memory because of how our memories and brains work. Like, your brain doesn't... You don't look at something and then your brain scan it and store it exactly as is on a hard drive somewhere that you recall later. You don't know how my brain works? Fuck you. In fact, for most... Terminator. For most of your memories in your life, uh, all you remember is certain details and then every time you think of it your brain reconstructs it whole cloth 
And it's just if you keep remembering something, if you keep bringing up a story over and over again, that's how it gets solidified in your head. But it's also why stories change over time. Because Man, I can't wait. Differences. I can't wait for 40 years from now when I'm telling people what happened to my hand. Yeah, when I was in my 20s, I, I got into a fight with my cat. Got into a and fight she with grabbed a... a... Okay. And she grabbed a knife and put it through my hand. See, I thought that... I think that it should be like, I got into a fight with an actual living piece of meat. But uh, let's try to let's try to at least get a little bit back towards games. <laughs> not that your right. not that your old Sedge impressions aren't wonderful, but I'm sure any listener right now is like, "What the fuck is that? they're talking about? Alternate universes, Mandela effect, and chicken." This dude just went on a thing about chicken and memory. <laughs> okay, let's be let's be real here. Old Sedge being old gamer Sedge in whatever the hell you know, future game tech is going to be hilarious. Oh, okay. I got a story for you. Oh, boy. Um, the Nintendo patent. Oh, the, the fucking Joy-Con one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because if y'all didn't... directly s- tied to the weird hula... The weird hula... Why you cut out there? That's directly tied to the weird hula hoop? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the weird hula hoop. I don't know how. Uh, Go ahead, fill them in like you were gonna. Okay, so if y'all haven't seen this, Nintendo released a new patent. And this is uh, from a Polygon article. It's an official patent for a hinged Joy-Con controller. Now, when you say hinged, please explain what that actually means. So... From what I'm looking at it right now, because I'm looking at the picture, the connectors to the Switch are the same. They're still straight. It's still the, you know, the the bar that you slide and snap. Mm-hmm. But the part of the, Joy, the Joy-Con seems wider by a little bit. I don't think so, but okay. I'm just, it seems like it. I don't know if it will. Maybe be. it is just a smidge for that connector. Whatever. The, the drawing's not that yeah. important. Where is the hinge? The hinge is just below, on the right Joy-Con, it is just below the B button and just below the joystick on the left Joy-Con. It it separates the joystick and buttons on each Joy-Con, and it allows it to bend at a 45-degree angle. And now here's the thing for me personally, the left Joy-Con, that makes total fucking sense for ergonomics. I even find myself yeah. constantly having to tilt my uh, switch because I'm looking at it. At, I'm looking at the screen at the wrong angle just because of how I'm holding the controller. And I've always, I've always had uh, little tiny issues like that with the controller because I think of like the Wii U gamepad when the Wii U was announced. The gamepad looked sleek, but would have been a disaster. And when it launched, it looked clunky as all hell, but felt comfortable to hold. Yeah, no, I will say that. I mean, uh, the analog stick placement took some getting used to. Um, I, I guess it does. Like, I don't understand why that's such a big deal for some people. Um, As long as a thing has a D-pad, as long as it has eight face buttons and two joysticks, 
you can put them just about anywhere and it should be comfortable. But the only thing is, is like uh, having them straight up and down from each other is kind of a bad move for ergonomics. And it's something that the Switch had to do because of it being a tap. I think that's right. why everybody likes the Switch Pro controller because they don't realize that they're it's offset from each other so that your thumb can actually, you know, move like a human thumb move. Um, but for the right Joy-Con, without having the stick up there like a Wii U style, that almost seems a little uncomfortable. What do you think? It seems like pressing yeah, a the little buttons bit. would be more of a hassle. Now, if you put the if you swap the Joy-Con and the buttons, it would make more sense. But then Nintendo never wants to do that because then you can't hold that style. It's the same reason you don't get a D-pad on any left Joy-Cons because you can't use it as a single controller. Then allegedly, I mean we could, but you know how they are. Wait, you don't get a D-pad on the left Joy? What? The, Explain no... that again. All right, all right, look. What I'm saying is the tilting, the, the, the bendy controllers work with a Wii U layout better because of how our thumbs would rest on the, uh, on the thumbstick. But they couldn't do a thumbstick on top for the right joint because then whenever you slide it out to use as its own controller, as like a player two controller, then it's backwards. Right. In the same way that there's no left Joy-Con from Nintendo that has an actual cross D-pad. Because they would think that now you can't use it as a controller. That's why it only has four separate buttons. Ah, I I get what you're saying now. Okay. Even though I personally believe that you could absolutely have a right Joy-Con with the thumbstick on top and a left Joy-Con with a real D-pad and that not hinder to play the game. In fact, there might be some people out there, like Southpaws, who would prefer to have a right Joy-Con with a swap thumbstick. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's just my opinion. And um, it's okay... It's okay that you made me clarify anyway, because I realized that I was kind of answering and talking to myself and cutting off my own sentences before fully explaining what I was saying. Congratulations, you've started speaking like an engineer. <laughs> um, but no, it's a super cool design, and I'm actually really curious about it. But do you think that this makes the Joy-Con more flimsy? Because <laughs> I already kind of think oh. they're going to snap in half. Yeah, you know, it's funny you would say that. It's like the literally the only reason that I would ever want a light switch right now is because I hate how rickety the console is in handheld mode. And I know Nintendo stress tests their shit. Doesn't it still don't make me comfortable. See, they stress test it, but how well do they stress test it? Better than most companies actually. That, it, I'm joking. I know. I know I'm how so some I don't mean to be that get. guy. I just did. Um, it. Ugh, my bad. How dare you? I should have yes, Andy. You should that. be. 
you you should be ashamed of yourself. Go sit in the corner while I do the outro. Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> don't outro just yet. Can we talk about the hula hoop? Uh, yeah, sure. Because you know more about it than I do. Because I fuck. I don't know, man. I saw the trailer and people were shooting. It looked like they were trying to shoot arrows, but it wasn't. They were doing that weird fucking armband thing and the weird flapping motion. Yeah, I, I don't like. I thought it was a thing for Just Dance at first, and it isn't. I, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of rumors the... saying that it's somehow tied to the next version of Wii Fit, like whatever the Switch Fit's gonna be. What is it though? I don't get it. I don't get it. And 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 here's the other thing: is the the reason the hinged controller blew up is because that's somehow connected. That's connected in some way to the hula hoop. What? Well, now it makes even less sense to me. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> me neither. I'm scared of the hula hoop. I fear not, the hula hoop. I'm not scared of it. I'm very upset that Nintendo is going to make a $50 piece of rubber that everybody buys. Well, you're just assuming too much now. Like, duct tape and a bike tire? Or um, or the inner tube, duct tape in a in a bike tire inner tube, and you could instantly make whatever it is that thing is. You just tape your joystick on it, and start clapping your hands together for some reason. Unless the thing has some kind of sensory tech inside the hula hoop. Yeah, but from that dumb little trailer, it looked like the sensors are the joy cons because they slide in the top and bottom. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like it was. A piece of rubber with two Joy-Cons in it that were designed to do some question that's, mark? Yeah, that's the thing. Is you're going to slide your Joy-Con in there, and then what? I, I, I Maybe you could play Mario Racing with it, I guess. But I don't oh, understand God, what don't fitness do... games there's going to be. They already have the racing wheels for Mario Kart, though. Oh, yeah, the ones that are actually cute? Yeah, the ones for the Joy-Cons. <laughs> Yeah, but this is going to be a big old tire, I guess you could use. I don't know, maybe Mario boating. Oh, God. Mario plane. They're going to bring back pilot wings, but you're going to need this. And you'll actually have to use it to uh, for the parasailing minigame, so you actually have to act like you're holding onto a... Oh, God, I'm just giving them ideas that they're probably doing now. It's okay, keep doing it. I'll pass this on to uh, to all the moles I've got in the Nintendo of America. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely going to set up a thing for pilot wings. It's like, oh, you're doing skydiving. Make sure you're acting like you're actually pulling the cords to steer the parachute. Look at this. Why do I need the ring to do it? Shut up and buy the ring. Oh, man. Uh, One final bit of news before we hop off of here. As uh, last week, I pitched uh, four pillars for the Switch. Do you remember? No. Of course not. But no, last week I, p- I pitched the four pillars for the Switch, four different type of Switch systems that could all coexist. Oh, oh, that, right. Oh, I thought you were doing a gag. No, no, I thought you pitched some kind of four pillars game. I was like, what? Oh, no, no, no. I'd say four, four pillars because they always talk about, oh, we have three pillars, four pillars. Like, however many consoles they have out, they claim are their pillars, even though, like, one to three of them are dying. 
Yeah, those are some rickety ass. They're just rebuilding the same pillar to keep up the same shitty balcony. Yeah. The the four pillars are the Wii, the GameCube, the DS, and the GBA. We're gonna we're gonna support all these systems. And then they immediately stop supporting two of them once the other yeah. two become successes. Yeah. And, um, and now it's like, no, guys, we're totally gonna support the three DS. Switch sells like wildfire. Throw the three DS in a dumpster. Yeah, they haven't had a game come out with it for in months. But uh anyway, um so on that subject I was talking to uh, my contacts at Foxconn. And uh, the, the Switch Go is the only one that's not going to exist. Can you tell the, your contacts at Foxconn to stop taking water from my lake? Huh. Hey, man, they just build what they're told. It's, uh, yeah. It's it's pretty crazy for, for a reporting operation because uh, they, they got to go to counseling constantly and those... Uh, those jumper nets have saved at least one of them well it's it's good to hear that at least that your contacts are listening to you and now uh you know we have this lovely leak about the switch go the switch go being the only console they're not gonna make yeah the the portable that we would want as adult so if you want to know what the other consoles are go back and listen to last week's episode where light pitched them all yeah, Switch Pro is definitely on track, though, for release. It's going to happen. And definitely listen to last week's episode, because I'm not giving context this week. You want to hear it, trust me. Christ. All right, man. Oh, God. All right. Um. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Light, do you have shit to plug? Uh, I guess I could plug my Twitter at King Kegel, K-A-G-L-E. Go follow him. He posts things about stuff in the world. That's a personal account, just not a purely gaming account. Just fair yep. winning. And you can follow the podcast at Gaming Casual Pod on Twitter. You can follow myself at Sedge underscore gaming. You can find us Facebook.com slash group slash gaming casual podcast. And you can find myself and the non-existent control freak on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge and twitch.tv slash control freak. That's control freak CRT CTRLFR34K. So go check us out on Twitter. I've been streaming also on War. Facebook. Check out Control's uh, gaming thoughts at Z Guru Review Z E G R U R or G U R U Review. Yes, that too. And I swear to God, we'll get better at plugging this shit. Yeah. Maybe eventually, one day. <laughs> Hopefully. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a good evening, a good morning. If you're listening to this in your drive time commute, Tokyo that guy in front of you. Soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Look forward to our coverage of TGS. And if you're listening to us in your drive time commute, yes, yeah, sorry, the old lady in the car in front of you who's going 20 miles an hour under the speed limit did in fact just flip you off. Yeah. And you can do with that information as you will. Goodbye. Peace. That went alright.
Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Hey guys, Sedge here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.